Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, May 1st, 2023. On today's episode, I fucking cut a new album, and this time, yo, shit. This time it's gonna stick. My new album, I kinda like it. I got my jokes, my jokes, my sticky motherfucking jokes. I'm Big Drew, you know he's on the ropes. Hey, ho, hey, oh, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, May 1st, 2023. It's gone. Okay, so if I sound a little bit different, I'm coming to you again from my work studio because I'm just so busy and I just can't and I'm going to podcast when I find the time and I got a little bit of time here at work and that's also why I work at a place with a fucking studio in it. So that I can podcast. Uh, hi, how are you? So I don't have my guitar, um, but uh, let's start off the show with a little bit of a ding, 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 ding. How was my motherfucking weekend? Okay. So uh, I had a good weekend. I hope uh, that you did as well. Core, uh, well, let's reverse engineer it from motherfucking... Uh, did I have a gig Friday night? I don't think I had a show. What did I fucking do on Friday? I... Uh, I had some other shit going on on Friday. Oh, I had a remote. I had to do one of those live on locations. I was at a fucking uh, home show. So I just went around interviewing, like, the beef jerky guy. I was, like, trying to grease him into, like, giving me some beef jerky for an interview, which he offered. And then I didn't take, I left without being like, oh, I didn't get the fucking beef jerky from the beef jerky guy. Because that's the best part about going to those those like farmers markets are like when you know when you walk around and everyone's got the tent set up and you're like oh and there's a guy with like selling wooden bowls for like three hundred and eighty dollars and you're like that's nice I wouldn't I wouldn't mind putting my salad in that wooden bowl that is carved out of oh a single piece of wood with a live edge well that's interesting and that's a three hundred and eighty dollar salad bowl and then you go hmm that's nice and then you just keep walking past to the next guy <laughs> so. Fucking the remote went good, and then uh, I just fucking chilled out on uh, on on uh, Friday night, and then Saturday. Uh, okay, so Saturday I was back at St. Catharines uh, at Showtime Comedy Club, and uh, I have spoken about this previously. So I really like that comedy club. They set it up perfectly. Everyone in that crowd is like, I don't know, for some reason the room is just easy. Like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Everyone there is like liquored up and ready to laugh. They're all fucking. Like, nobody's, like, worried about money or, like, they're not stressed. Like, they're just fucking people trying to live their lives. Like, working people who, like, want to just fucking have a good time because it's the weekend. And I'm a working guy and I'm here to fucking give her and have a good time and buddy. Like, <laughs> I had some guy come up to me just fucking pissed. Shaking my hand being like, you got, you really got something here. You really got a fucking future here with this, buddy. It's like, yeah, well, I more have a past with comedy than a future. <laughs> So, uh, so I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm at the thing. And I look on the website and I see that it's entirely sold out. And I was like, fuck man. Okay. So now I gotta, I pretty much gotta fucking, I gotta lay some tape. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I didn't the first, so what happened with the first one was that I had my little, my audience mics and then my lavalier mic that I clipped to my fucking shirt and my lav mic was completely clipped out. Like I, like the, the audio was like, it sounded like, like it just sounded like fucked up. So I'm sorry if that hurt your ears. So I was like, fuck. Uh, and then I was at Nick Burden's club in Ottawa a couple weeks later. So I was like, okay, let's try that again. So I set up the mics and everything and everything goes really well and stuff. But for some reason, I, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it. Like I do have that recording and I think it sounds really good. But then I was like going to sync it up and I was just having problems with the audio. So I kind of just chilled on it and I was like, meh, 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 humming and hawing. I was like, I really, that's a lot of fucking work I still got to do to clean up that audio. So anyways, 
I'm like, fuck it. Uh, I also didn't like the microphones that I used for the audience capture. I used a pair of C1000S uh, pencil condenser diaphragm microphones, small diaphragm pencil condenser microphones, which are generally used for overhead miking of percussion instruments like drums and fucking congos and shit like that. So uh, the audience capture wasn't as loud or as like full as as it was going to be. So I decided to do something that I had never really considered before, which was use large diaphragm condenser microphones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> instead of small diaphragm condenser microphones. So I went to Long McQuaid and I was going to rent a pair of Audio-Technica AT4040s, which are like pretty decent, but they also had these AKG C214s, which are really nice. And they were only like four bucks more. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to spend eight bucks. I don't drink anymore. And what's I would never scoff at eight, like beer math. That's how alcoholics like budget things. It's like, how many beers is that? <laughs> and you start to think like, oh, I want to try fucking beer. I can spend eight bucks on a fucking beer. I fucking spend so <laughs> I still do alcoholic math in my head. Um, so I got the fucking nice mics. I set them up. And sure enough, the fucking crowd is not sold out. I don't know what happened. It was a fundraiser and a giant fucking table of 20 people didn't show up or some bullshit. So I have the entire right side of the room is not there is non-existent, right? There was like 20, maybe even 30 people not in the room. So I was like, okay, fuck. But I'll play to stage left. It's a full-ass house. And then I get an applause break within like a minute. Like it's a hot crowd like I'm expecting. And I set the mics up so that everything was going to be good. I gave myself enough headroom. I set my thing. Like I fucked this up enough times to be like, okay, how can I not fuck this up again? So I go and I do my set and it's going really fucking good. And then I start to lag in the middle just a little bit. But I, I know it's because I'm telling old jokes that I don't. My heart isn't in them anymore. And I'm a better comedian than when I wrote those jokes. So I, I, but I knew that, like, I, I'm cutting this tape for a reason just to get this shit down. And maybe it's not my fucking best or my brightest or where I'm at right now, but it's, it's still material. And I would like to just put it out there because they're jokes that I wrote and they're good enough, right? Like it's, it's fucking, nobody knows who I am yet. So I might as well just fucking put my shit out there and, and whatever the fuck. So uh, I go, I, I do my set and everything's fucking popping. I do my little thing, you know, like kind of get a little lag in the middle and then we pick it up at the end with the closers, you know, the old fucking closers and, uh, it's, it goes great. I end with guitar and it's going good. I gave myself the option to either end on a joke and then I want to do some recorded songs after, or maybe I'll just throw in that live thing. I don't know. So then I get to fucking home and Curiosity's getting the best of me, but it's the Oilers game. So now I, I get home from my gig. It's like an hour and a half and I'm like, hey, fucking fired up for the Oilers. And I'm watching the fucking Oilers and fucking Yamamoto scores the fucking go-ahead goal with three minutes left in the game. And then it's like, holy fucking shit, the boys are going to the second round of the playoffs. So now I'm like fired up. Like I can't go to bed. Courtney's already fucking... She's already fucking passed out. It's Saturday night. She went to her parents' house and had a, a couple glasses of wine. So she was already passed out. So I was like, hey, fuck it. I'm just going to work. Like, I'm all jacked up right now. Like, I don't drink. Like, I'm just going to fucking work. So it's like 1.15 in the morning, and I'm, like, editing audio, like, sitting at my computer, like, editing audio. And what I did differently than all other times was what I should have done, which I learned a long fucking time ago, and this is basic fucking audio recording bullshit video, is, you know that little thing that they put in, the front, in like, you know, movies, and they're like, clap, and it just goes, and it's like a little clapper, and it's that little thing, and they just go... And then it's like, okay, and then they put that little thing down. The reason why they fucking do that is so that there is a spike in the audio between what the camera's picking up and what the actual audio recording equipment is picking up. And then in post-production, you can physically see the fucking... 
you, like you could see the claps and you go, okay, so I got three fucking claps and then you just line up the claps and then everything is lined the fuck up. So I get on stage and I'm like, what's going on? We're ready to get fucked up or whatever the fuck. And then I was like, I, I don't give a fuck if it sounds weird because I did my three claps and then I can start my uh, my thing with like, are we ready? Let's get fucked up, right? And uh, and I was like, okay. So then I lined him up. I'm like, oh my fucking god, it worked, it worked. So now I have uh my left and right audience mic channels. Obviously, stage right is gonna be a little bit lower uh, than I was also toying with the idea of maybe taking that stage left microphone and just fucking double tracking it and panning it but i don't know if that would create any phase issues if there's any fucking sound people that are listening to this podcast that could tell me would would that create phase issues if i doubled my left track and panned it to the right and then kept my left track all the way hard panned left because that was what i liked about my first album was i panned everything fucking nice so that it sounded like you you were sitting in the audience that's i wanted it to sound like you were just sitting in the audience but this one i wanted to kind of sound just like a fucking greatest hits like bing ba ba bing now we put this out now I wanted it to sound like that. So, I don't know. I'm going to chill on it now for a couple more days. I got some more fucking shit going on this week. Is a very busy week for me. I'm back at the Corner Comedy Club Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. The big homie Sterling Scott is in town. Uh, so, I'm going to be hosting for him on Wednesday. And then Polly and I got a couple gigs. We're going to go out for dinner. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the other. Um, so, yeah. Sterling's in town. I'm going to be fucking around with him. And uh, I wonder what it's going to be. Our relationship's going to be like now that I'm sober and he's not. <laughs> he is decidedly not sober. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so that was my weekend. And then what the fuck did I do Sunday? Courtney and I went and bought wedding rings. So, well, we went to the place where I got the engagement ring initially, Fairtrade Jeweling Company in, uh, in Chirana. They actually have a pretty decent Instagram following. I did not know that, uh, but it's because they are a fair trade jeweler. I didn't want to fuck around with no blood diamonds. I'm uh, like, you know me, I'm anti-capitalist. Uh, the, just the fact that we buy engagement rings is just the result of one of the most successful marketing campaigns of all time by De Beers, who uh, were a diamond company. Let's see if I can Google this. Fucking... Uh, De Beers marketing campaign wedding ring. So let's see what the fuck they have to say here. How an ad campaign invented the diamond engagement industry, bro. So in 1967, when the campaign began, in the 1930s, few Americans proposed with a precious stone, then everything changed. So fucking, oh, I don't want to read this fucking big article. So in 1938... Uh, De Beers manipulated not just supply but demand. So there was an artificially created uh, demand for these through supply control, which is actually a lot like what the Canadian government does uh, with our like dairy industry and with our like egg industry. They they control they attempt to control the pricing through controlling the supply to create an artificially decreased supply. Supply management is what it's called. And then if if you're saying, hey, I only got eight eggs, buddy, like. You're more like they have to be more money than if you got a million eggs, right? So, anyways, they were manipulating the sup- the supply by being like, "Oh, we actually don't got that much of diamonds," but the f- price of diamonds, according to this article, was falling around the world. And then they said in 1956, uh, "What the fuck?" They got 125 people. Anyways, blah 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 blah. It's all because of a fucking advertising campaign, and I fucking knew this, right? So from 1939 to 1979, De Beers wholesale diamond sales in the United States increased from 23 million to 2.1 billion, all because of an advertising campaign. People didn't get on one knee and fucking propose. It's like gender reveal parties. Like they just started happening. And then it was like (laughs) proposing with a diamond ring is like the original gender reveal party. It's like, we never did this. Like, why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to. 
So anyways, that all that to say that I was like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to like take that from Courtney, like the idea of me getting on one knee and giving her a nice diamond ring and all that crap. Like, I'm not going to steal that from her. But also, how can I participate in this fucking sham while also, you know, not participating in it? And that was through this fair trade jeweling company. They only fuck with like no blood diamonds and mainly lab grown diamonds, which... I will not get into, it's just fucking carbon. It's one element. Like, if you, if you don't know, like, it's the same thing. It's the exact same fucking thing. There's no difference. It's the element of carbon. It can't be more different. It's like buying different waters. Like, it's not, it's fucking two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. A diamond is one part fucking carbon. That's literally it. So, anyways, we went back to that place. Court found her ring in, like, eight seconds. She knew exactly what she wanted. And then I was like, fuck, now I got to pick out my wedding ring. And I was like, I don't want this, like, dad ring. You know those dad rings that are, like, puffy and they're, like, polished gold and they're just, like, straight up, like, you know, like, every dad wears them? I was like, I don't want that. I want something a little different. You know, I want my shit to be different. So I'm trying all these rings, like, rose gold rings, which I think is nice. But then, for some reason, I keep going back to the dad ring and I'm, like, trying it on and I'm like, yo, this fucking... Because it's my... I got to wear it forever and I, like, want something, like, shiny and nice and whatever. And I'm like, I want, like, a bling and, like, you only buy one of these, right? Unless you lose it. So I was like, fuck it, like... I think I'm going to go with the dad ring. So now I'm thinking on it. Um, and uh, I am probably going to go with the dad ring. But hey, anybody married out here, fucking uh, drop me a line. Help me out here, Nick. Fucking, how'd you buy your ring? What the fuck? I don't know what's going on. Marnus, how'd you buy your ring, bro? What's, what the fuck did you put into that? Is there anybody else married that listens to this podcast? I don't know. I know at least two of them. Um, the copywriter behind a diamond is forever passed away in 1999. Look at that. There you go. Okay. So there you go. I went, I've recorded an album. Stay tuned for that. And, uh, yes. Okay. Oh, also big news. Okay. Uh, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content? Every set I've ever done fucking interviews with Juno award-winning comedians and a personalized individualized shout out on every single podcast then you could be like these fine people Kevin and Joyce uh James new guy Mark Tony Smog Nick and Mac uh Baba Marnus motherfucking street demon our number one fan Joel and in the hall of fame call out Andre Blair and Terrence say they name what up one of hi mink I'm coming to see you uh go to patreon.com Slash Drew Bame, sign up for as little as five bucks. Hey, put a couple fuck, put a fin in the hat, bro. You like this podcast? Come on, it's not that much. You won't notice. You wouldn't notice five bucks off your monthly bill. You don't notice that shit. Just, but I do. Uh, go to I, I notice it. Go to patreoncom slash Bame. Sign up. Also, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by our sponsor, KingTodsCannabis.cc. Oh, baby. They are selling mushrooms. Uh, I just fucking went to their Instagram and they just posted a picture of some fucking mushrooms. So, like, I, I think that means, like, it's not on their website now, but I can only assume, and they told me they're restructuring their shit, so I don't know if this is the last commercial I'm ever going to do for King Tuts. I really hope it's not because things have been going so... Mushrooms available now! Ah! Bro, I think they're going to send me some fucking mushrooms. Oh my fucking god. Makilla Gorilla, Thrasher Pie, and Albino Zilla. So, how much is an ounce of mushrooms? Yo, 28 grams of mushrooms is 130 bucks. I do not understand. I don't get it, bro. Mushrooms? Fuck. Oh my god. I fucking love mushrooms. Not all the time. You gotta do them, though. It's like a fucking... 
It's like spring cleaning or some shit. You know what I mean? Like you gotta fucking do them like twice a year, three times a year. Maybe, you know, when the seasons change four times a year, just to fucking get all that shit out of your head, reconnect with fucking, you know, the cellular structure of, of the universe, fucking tap into those those universal vibrations, dude, and realize that you are just the universe experiencing itself and there is no such thing as individual consciousness and we are all a part of a fucking neural network known as the universe, bro! Ah! Go to kingtutscannabis.com, use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order, buy some fucking mushrooms, and trip the fuck out. Ah! Uh, go to kingtutscannabis.cc, use the promo code DREW. Thank you for Nick. Nick told me that I saved him $1,000 on dope. I juiced those guys up. I juiced Nick and Mac up with, like, a fucking serious amount of, of uh, like, fucking extracts and shit, like, months ago, guy. Like, months of fucking go. And also, Nick... <laughs> Nick was messaging me about cornbread. He's like, I don't fuck with cornbread. I'm like, you ain't never had my cornbread. And I was like, yo, I'll bake you guys a loaf when you come see me next. And it's like, I'm the opposite. Like, I'm... (laughs) I'm the only comedian who's, like, a fan of his fans. Where I'm like... (laughs) I don't know how to describe... I don't know how to describe this. But lots of comedians will get, like, fans. They'll bring them, like, artwork or, like, bake them cookies or, like, you know, make them shit that they made them or whatever. And I'm, like, the other way around. I'm like... I'm, uh, <laughs> I have so few fans. I'm like, I love you with all my heart and I will do anything for you. Because <laughs> you guys are the people keeping me going. So anyways, uh, next anyways, next time I see Nick and Mac, I'm going to bake them a fucking cornbread jalapeno cheddar bacon loaf, buddy. Let's fucking go. Speaking of bacon, uh, we Mark and I are halfway done our P-Meal bacon campaign thing. We didn't have to film any shit, so we're probably going to wrap it up this week. And then be fucking done. And then I am not fucking around with any of these client brand fucking partnerships for less than $10,000. Like, this was a fucking headache. We charged them, you know, less than what the industry standard is for this in an effort to establish a working relationship with this advertising agency. I don't know if that's going to pan out. It could. It could not. But whatever the fuck. Um, it's just too much back and forth. There's, there's the middleman... There's just too much back and forth. There's too many people fucking approving and disapproving and too many opinions and fucking... It's like, you guys' job is to fucking raise the pigs and cut them up and then we'll figure out how to sell it. Like, just fucking relax. (laughs) Don't name them. Chop them up, right? So, anyways, uh, Alex and I still haven't heard about our grant proposal. I'm assuming that is fucking completely dead. I'm assuming... uh, I uh, just assume bad things to happen. I'm going to get bet against the Oilers every single fucking game. This series, not because I don't believe in him, but just because that's the fucking way my life goes. Uh, That is the fucking way she goes. Okay, May 12th. Uh, Joel already asked me. Uh, I got tickets for you. Uh, May 12th. What? May 12th, yes. I'm going to be opening for Brad Williams at the River Creek Casino. And, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of, what else are we going to do? Yeah, we're going to try to go golfing. Unless there's a fucking game six, I think that would line up for that Saturday. So, fucking, anyways, that's the end of the show. That's all I fucking got. Yeah? Let's do the intro. The outro. When you play the intro at the end, it's called the outro. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, I don't know what the fuck to say. Fuck you. Fuck. 
And now nah, fuck around and forget about your bonus. You're going to get beat the fuck up if you don't got this with you. I told you, put it in your back pocket and anyone comes up to you, say, fuck off. I got my own bonus right here. 